Whether we have a little or we have a lot, we all have enough to manage. God has called us to manage our money well for the sake of our families and providing for them. But it's difficult to do in a day like today with this advertisement popping up and this person giving us our spending advice. So let's tune in today, guys, and work with an expert to learn how God wants us to manage our money best right here on Being Husband. Kevin, you here, man? I am here. Yes, what's up? What's, what's up? We're waiting on uh, one more guy, waiting on uh, the Bobby. Uh, he will be here in just a minute. But, um, man, Kevin, it's, it's good to see you, man. Good to hear from you. <laughs> Brother, I'm alive. Yeah, you're alive. You're alive. Bobby, Bobby's on the line. Bobby, what's up, man? I'm on. What's going on, fellas? Dude, nothing much, what's guys. Up, nothing much. Hey, all right. So, Welcome to another episode of the Being Husband Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Jonathan West, again with my co-host, my right-hand man, Kevin Johnson, is back. Uh, is back. Back in black. Uh, loving yes, it. Um, man, and then we got a good show for you guys today, man. We've got Bobby, the Bobby, um, is going to be bringing us uh, some good information, and we'll jump into it here in a minute. But first, I want to do a few housekeeping things. Guys, thank you all so much. Uh, from making this podcast what it is. We are now at 358 downloads, okay? Say again. 358, okay? Uh, not, 350, not 357. <laughs> not 357. No, 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 no. 358. 358. So you know it's real, okay? That's, I, that's two away from a whole 360. <laughs> come on, man. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me and Kevin uh, and a lot of the guys I've had on the podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, continuing just to be engaged and asking hard questions and, and that kind of thing. Uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you. Continue to pray for us. Continue to listen. Continue to share. Uh, and follow us, guys, on Being Husband Podcast. Uh, or sorry, at Being Husband Pod on Instagram, uh, and send us emails, more questions again at Being Husband Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we want this message to get out there, uh, honestly, because we, we know men want to be uh, Christ like husbands in the home, and uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to do that when there's so much information out there that's telling you you don't necessarily have to be. Uh, and so we want to be a resource for you guys, and we want to continue to provide the tools and the conversations you need to be that husband, uh, to show your wife Christ in your home. So without further ado, uh, we've got Bobby the Bobby here to give us some financial wisdom. Again, we're still in that series, How a Husband Handles, and this one is entitled How a Husband Handles the Family Finances. And so we're going to be bringing you guys that information via Bobby. So Bobby, man. Introduce yourself to the audience. They don't know who you are. So kind of take us back, you know, when you were in middle school, trying to be cool, trying to check out girls and that kind of thing. How did you get from that point to the point that you're at right now? So I knew that I wanted to hit a baseball a uh, really long way. And that was all I really wanted to do. And that literally uh, took me on a pretty cool journey. So, um, that uh, led me to college where I played college baseball. And that ultimately led me down to transferring to a school in Tennessee. Um, 
got a biochemistry degree. So um, there was a lot of different ways that I could have got through school and a lot of different, uh, much easier ways than I could have with a biochemistry degree. But I originally thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. And then I'd kind of shifted and wanted to be a physical therapist. And then I realized that dream was coming to a screeching (laughs) halt when I could not get into uh, any med schools. Um, after I had already done my 200 practicum hours, my junior year of college. So that led me, um, to some serious conversations with my, uh, admissions counselor. And we had some conversations about some opportunities for employment, uh, in the insurance industry right out of school. And so I actually jumped and, and took a position over there where, um, I was just doing, protection pieces, just uh, life, disability, long-term care, and some fixed investment products. Uh, And then I knew that I wanted to do more. So that led me to study for all my securities licenses and uh, have since gotten fully securities licensed and opened uh, my own financial planning practice where I've, I've grown a team now uh, that I'm managing with about 10 advisors uh in the in the greater Nashville area so um was not the destination that i set out for by any means but it's a really fun one it's a really rewarding career um and i i, I thoroughly enjoy every every minute of every day doing it so it is. you get to have some some really fun conversations with people and get to meet some really great people and build some really good relationships so there are much much worse uh careers and industries to, to yeah. be in no, that's that's awesome, man. And I, I don't know if y'all uh, know all the other jargon that he was referring to, securities and CDs and ABCs and all that. However, we're going to be learning a lot about that stuff here in a minute. But I want to ask another question, too, man, because this is the Being Husband podcast. So you got to tell us about your wife, man. How'd you meet her? Um, how's it going? That type of thing. Sure. So uh, the school that I graduated from, I found me a townie. Uh, so I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and found me a, a sweet Southern belle down yeah. in Tennessee that <laughs> seven years later, I still have a difficult time understanding some things she says, but you know, that's that how it goes. Um, <laughs> found her. She's awesome. She is, to go along some of those other podcasts that you all have gone through, she does work. She's a nurse. Uh, and for the first, I guess, over two years of our marriage, she was working night shift. And so that was, you know, that was definitely a testing time for, for us, but she's gotten on a, on a new clinic rotation where she's working days and uh, I've gotten my schedule worked out a little bit more. So we've really enjoyed, especially kind of the last six months of our marriage. And uh, she's great. She's supported me through this whole process i actually um you know had a had a career and job transition about two or three months before we got married so she's been uh she's been in it with me since then has been through all the testing and the ups and downs of of this career but she's great man we we really enjoy each other and uh you know this is obviously a, a a topic a big major topic of of our relationship and uh you know, figuring out how you can get your faith and finances to work uh, together is, is a really beautiful thing. Yeah, no, for sure, man. That's, that's kind of why I wanted to bring you on, man, is because yes, you work in financial planning, but you're also 
and I, and I know Bobby personally, he, he's the kind of guy that really is seeking the advancement of the kingdom and, and the betterment of his marriage. And um, he's done that really well in the area of financial planning in his own household. Uh, and, and I'm a witness to that. And I, I, that's really what I wanted to bring you on because I'm, you know, I and probably a few other guys in the audience are kind of know nothings when it comes to money. Uh, I listen to Dave Ramsey. Um, I don't necessarily listen to him all the time. He'll mess around and make you make your wife mad at you. But um, I I like what he's got to say. But overall, I'm a know nothing, and I I need to know where to start. I think he lays out really good plans, but I just getting there sometimes is difficult. You know what I'm saying? So I think sure, having absolutely. a conversation with a guy that not only is distributing this information as a career but it's also just a regular dude like the rest of us um, might have a little bit more insight. And so that's, that's really what I'm coming at, man. If I'm a know nothing, I don't know anything about money uh, other than what's been told to me. How, how do I jumpstart this management uh, habit, if you will, uh, and kind of start practicing those things today? Man, I think the biggest misconception is a lot of people think there's there's huge shifts that you have to make in order to have a healthier relationship with your money and your finances. And that's just not the case. I think especially for us uh, younger individuals, small little puzzle piece moves early on can make drastic impacts later on. I think, you know, it's it's some simple things just as far as, uh, you know, understanding what your employer benefits are. You know, a lot of us work for organizations that have, uh, you know, retirement plans where they may even match uh, some of your contribution. And, you know, that's that's free money. They're trying to, you know, they're incentivizing you to uh, to contribute and jumpstart your retirement. But they're ultimately putting money in there for you as well. And so, you know, that's one of the first things we look at is making sure we're taking advantage and understanding uh, the ins and outs of all the benefits that we have available to us through our employers. You know, some of those pieces uh, are going to be uh, protection pieces, being disability income insurance and life insurance. And really, you know, those aren't those aren't fun conversations to have with yeah. anybody. You know, but just just like car insurance. You know, I hope that I don't ever have to use my car insurance. But if I get in a car accident and my vehicle gets wrecked, I'm, I'll gladly pay my hundred dollars a month. Rather than having to replace, you know, a ten, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand right. dollar vehicle, whatever right. it may be, you know, you have protection pieces in place for that, and so that that lets you have a little bit of a freedom of knowing, hey, if I if I tear an ACL and can't go to work, I'm not going to lose all of my income. You know, it's going to go down a little bit because they want you to get to get back to work and not just milk the right. system, but understand, hey, that's going to help you ease that ease and bridge that gap a little bit better. Uh, same with, same with that life insurance conversation, you know, God forbid, you know, anything ever happens and we get called home, but having that peace of mind, knowing that our spouse is taken care of or any larger outstanding debts are taken care of, you know, that that's a freeing feeling and, and lets you, uh, sleep a little bit better at night knowing that, Hey, if, if the inevitable happens uh, sooner than expected, we know that, you know, the family is going to be taken care of. And then, you know, small principles of, uh, you know, starting out an emergency fund. It may not be super realistic for somebody just to put aside, you know, six months worth of right. expenses. Let's, let's take some baby steps. Let's start. A, let's have a goal of 
let's get a thousand dollars put aside once we get there part of some of these building blocks is going to be understanding what you know uh what our our budget forgive me for saying the b word <laughs> nobody likes to hear your budget um <laughs> but just understanding what's what's our household uh revenue and expenses on a monthly basis what's coming in what's going out and and figuring out okay once we've got that thousand dollars put aside let's try to get one's one month's worth of expenses put aside and then let's get two months and then maybe three months once you get to three months you should have some of these other things in place where, you know, if you can't go to work for an extended amount of time, or you're unemployed for three months, you know, we've got some other things in place to help, to help bridge that gap. So just, you know, I like calling it, you know, basics of, of building your financial home where you got to have a foundation. Everybody wants to always talk about retirement and legacy planning and all of the, you know, the sexy right. things. Those are things. Hey, what's my rate of return on this investment? That's great. You can have a, an investment, but if you don't have a foundation and the walls built to your home, that roof of retirement means nothing because it's not going to withhold the withhold the storm of whatever life may throw mm-hmm. at you. Yeah, right on. Mm, yeah, um, I'm over here trying to take notes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Uh, man, so so tell me this: if I'm if I'm listening to this podcast and uh, my wife just really not trying to hear, you know, hey, you don't need to be going to the mall every weekend. Let's 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 cut down eating out every night, or uh, you can you can bring your you can bring your lunch to work. You know, what if my wife's not trying to hear that? You know, how do I how do I talk to her about that in in a in a sense to where uh, it won't end up. To where there in the doghouse. There you go. <laughs> that's dead on. Uh, you know, that's so couple couple things there. One, I think, is just being honest and transparent. You know, I think I mean that that's not a that's not a uh you know, hidden secret. Being fully transparent and having a good working relationship with your spouse is is sure. key, especially when we're talking about finances. Um I'm not super up to date on my stats, but I believe that financial struggles are still the number one leading cause of divorce in the United States. And even within Christian households, still the number one cause of divorce um, is financial related issues. And so sometimes it, you know, either the husband or the wife doesn't necessarily want to uh, be the one to, to make some of those tough decisions. Maybe they don't want to have to call out you know, the spouse for going to the mall or whatever. But I think the important part about that too, is we've got to be honest with ourselves too. I can get really, really good at justifying what I spend money on and being a huge hypocrite and looking at what she's spending money on and and justifying my purchases uh, or spending habits over her. So I think, you know, stepping back and being fair with that as well. Um, Sometimes the best relationships around that conversation come from a third party just being man enough to say hey you know i I need some help here i need a third party unbiased objective to look at what what we've got going on and giving permission to say hey we're going to be vulnerable with you we're going to share with you what we've got going on i want you to look at this and let me know hey what areas are, are we slacking in can 
is there are there things that we can improve on and help on that way it's not necessarily you attacking right. your spouse or your spouse attacking you but it's somebody that has both of your best interests in 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 front of them and an unbiased opinion is saying hey man you don't need to be spending money on this or you know some people don't want to be told that I, I don't need to be spending money on this but just looking at hey this is a plan that we have in for in place for you do what you want with it but if you want to hit these goals x you know fill in the blank whatever that is maybe it's buying a home or being able to retire or spouse being able to stay home uh with the with the kids or go part-time whatever it is you know those are all you know the thing i like about math is there's a right answer and the wrong answer i mean you can figure it out with some basic numbers and so making sure that everything is going to work and and get that whole ship turned and moving in the right direction and more often than not it's not huge you know changes it's just it's just little little adjustments here and there in the in the day-to-day lifestyle can make huge impacts later yeah, on. Sure. Yeah. I like it. Love it. No, man. And that's 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 some sound wisdom from somebody that's been going through some things. How long have you basically been married again, man? Uh three, three years. years. Okay. And been together how long? Don't answer wrong now. I know <laughs> she <laughs> might listen. Okay. 2012. Yeah, okay. 2012. All right. All right. Man. So, and, and that's, that kind of leads us to our next point is, is, you know, Valentine's day is coming up. Right. So the thing on everybody's mind right now is I got to get a gift. I got to make sure that I think about her and, and make sure I've got something in order. And that, that makes me think that, First of all, it makes me realize that I don't include Leah in kind of when I think about her, I don't include her in my mind, at least on like, okay, if I spend this money at this restaurant, I'm not going to be able to spend this money on her later on. So how do I, as a guy, prioritize my wife in my day to day spending, not just in the big conversations like, oh, we need to save for retirement. Oh, we need to uh, invest in this real estate property or X, Y and Z. But in just the day-to-day, like, oh, I might need to trade three cups of coffee so that I could go home and get her some flowers. You know what I'm saying? How, 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 how do I change my thinking to that? So that question, that question wasn't in my notes. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm not prepared for that one, no. Um, I think this is a cool thing. So I, I literally am I'm just pulling this uh, you know, right it off is. the sleeve. But figuring out what your spouse's love language is. is. Love it. I, you know, that I know that mine is I'm a, I'm a gift okay. giver. That's how I show okay, affection. But I don't want to receive gifts. I'm a terrible recipient okay. of gifts. I get super awkward and nerdy if somebody <laughs> buys me a gift. And so I, I know that I like words of affirmation. All I want is to be recognized, hey, I appreciate you getting up and going to work every single day, whether you want to or not, and working late. But I know that for, for me um, – I think the biggest thing that I can do for Macy is spending time. So, you know, people that don't know the last couple years of my, of my work history, and it's long weeks, 80, 90 hours sometimes. And I'm not, I haven't been in the past around a ton. And our schedules have allowed for that because she was working nights and we wouldn't see each other anyways. But um, 
something that's meaningful for her for type of a, a Valentine's Day deal or whatever is me just putting my phone away, leaving it, leaving it in the truck or, you know, whatever on mute and just going and spending time with her. She's she likes food. So she told me when we first started dating, if you want to buy me flowers, don't just buy me a good steak. <laughs> so if that's what if that's what she, she wants, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I think just investing time mm-hmm. back into them uh you know if if their love language is you know gifts great that's fine figure out something that's super meaningful and thoughtful mm-hmm. uh doesn't have to be the most expensive thing in the world but you know figure out something that has a deeper meaning that shows you put a lot of time and thought into that and it wasn't just something that you just yanked off the shelf you know yeah. oh yeah see man look I got you with a surprise question, and you answered it great. It was fantastic. I think I completely <laughs> deflected. I don't even know that I answered the question because I don't even remember what the question was. But oh man, um, I just went with That's it. No, it's good. Cool. I, I, it's, it's, it's. I think, and I think the reason that I went there is because it just, it just felt right. It felt like the right thing to ask. So you did. This was good. This was helpful. Thank you. Thank you for that. Absolutely. There you go, man. That's so funny. Um, so, I mean, here's a big one too, is, you know, we, people have, people have debt. Uh, people are, are about to, uh, people listening are, you know, some people are on the journey to become new, new fathers. Uh, they're new husbands, uh, young husbands, young fathers, whatever the case may be, they're about to grow their family. Uh, but you know, like you, you went to school and like a lot of us went to school. We've got debt. We've got, you know, loans and, and all this other stuff. Uh, do you think it's more pertinent to, to put that money towards those 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 student loans and that and that past debt and get that stuff paid down and paid off? Or do you think, you know, we need to, we need to start investing all of our time and uh, finances into to the future for, you know, the the the, the newlyweds and the, the new kids coming along? So I think the answer is uh, both and neither. Uh, I think it's a combination of the two. Well, I know it's a combination of the two. So the approach that I take around that is the first thing uh, to do is we need to actually sit down and write down every debt that we have. We need to understand what the interest rate is on those debts. And then we need to understand what the minimum monthly payment is is on those and what we are currently paying on those debts and then we can take um a couple different approaches to that we can take the more emotional approach where we start paying down the smallest amount of debt first and have little victories by expiring an account in a debt or we can take the more analytical approach of figuring out which ones have the highest interest rates and paying on those and doing what we call a debt snowball that as you expire one debt, you take what you were paying on that one and, and filter it into the next, the next debt. And that's the best way to get those paid for as efficiently as possible. With that being said, there's a very, very fine balance, uh, a fine line and a balance to doing that and also putting away, uh, putting away dollars for retirement. I know one thing for a fact is that you cannot take a loan out on retirement 
You can take a loan on a lot of different things, but <laughs> retirement is not one of them. You get you get one shot at that. <laughs> and the time value of money is super, super, super powerful. Uh, having having money working for you for a longer period of time is going to have a greater pot of money for you in retirement. If we waited until we were debt-free, the unfortunate reality of most of us is um, – including a house, we will probably not be completely debt-free probably in, until into retirement. Uh, it's just the sad nature of, 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 of what it is. Uh, the day of pensions are gone, so we're going to have to create our retirement ourselves. Nobody's going to hand it to us. And so figuring out uh, kind of how I started us off is, is understanding what your employer-sponsored plans are, if you're blessed enough to have one of those available to you, and getting those working for you uh, the best way possible. And then one of the ways that Macy and I have, have made some huge strides at this is if you set up retirement or savings, whatever it is, as a monthly bill or expense, it gets yeah. paid. If you wait, the same thing with our tithing. If, if we pay that as a monthly bill first, Rather than seeing what's left yep. at the end there of the month, go. if you wait till what's left at the end of the month, I promise you there will be nothing mm-hmm. left at the end of the month because you're going to find a place yep. to spend it. And so putting things in place where those are getting automatically deducted out of your paychecks before you ever realize it or see it as income does a lot of different things for you. It can save you on some taxes, but it also lets you see that uh, that money's not even in your hands for you to spend. And so putting some of those uh, things in place where you're just honestly, you're protecting yourself uh, against yourself is all it is. Uh, and there's nothing wrong. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. It's just, you know, there's a there's a balance of we obviously we need to be, you know, paying down debt the best we can. But we can't let that cripple and sacrifice, uh, you know, us planning and saving for the future. Because if we wait until debt's gone, we're probably not going to have anything saved yeah. up and our retirement's going to be a disaster. Yeah. And, well, you know, we, you got a good point about the <clears throat> the tithing, man. I we, we often forget that that money we have that we're thinking about paying the debt off or we're thinking about putting into uh, retirement or just pay the monthly bills off. We forget that that's not our money, right? Mm-hmm. And we and we get caught up in working and working so much that we're just working, you know, to to sustain a life, right? And we're not mm-hmm. we're not putting that money in the right spot. We're not we're not putting that money in the in the offering. So uh, you had a great point right there. I just wanted to touch on that and kind of highlight that because that's that's huge. To piggyback off of that, here's where our financial journey has completely shifted is when you start. And this is where I think uh, your your spouse can gain a huge deal of momentum and respect um, for finances and having that conversation is when you as a household and you as a family see money as a tool. And understanding that it's a gift for, from God and it's not ours. It's just ours to steward the, the most wisely that we can. And when we see it as a tool and not a goal, the whole conversation completely changes. If you see it as a goal, you will never have enough. You will never reach that goal. But if you see it as a tool to 
spend and steward wisely, you'll always feel fulfilled if you have if you have your priorities set correctly. I like that a lot. That's good stuff, man. That's definitely good stuff. And gosh, one of the things that I wanted to get into as well, man, is a lot of the stuff that we're touching on right now. I mean, it's it's great information. Uh, love it, um, and and it's and it's beneficial. But I've, I'm finding that a lot of this stuff is behavioral. It's like a mental thing. Uh, it's 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 a mindset. And I kind of wanted to ask you, man, just as the the guy that you are, the financial planner planner that you are, you understand that it, you must understand that it has to be a habit um, and, and a mindset change. Um, why do you think that so many of us as as men um, really are kind of afraid to take on that responsibility of being uh, a provider of the house, not necessarily the sole provider, but just a provider in general, like our money contributes to the household in a meaningful way. Um, why do you think that it's such a fear for us to be that kind of guy? Why do we shy away from that? Uh, I think it's a super vulnerable place. It's a super intimate conversation. And nobody ever wants to feel like they don't make enough or provide enough to support the mm-hmm. family. But, you know, with, with culture the way it is, and especially the uh, local economy of where we live, you know, the days of single, single family incomes uh, are, they're long gone. Mm-hmm. It takes, it takes a family unit to get that, to get that picture mm-hmm. going. And you've got to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. as men, we want to be in control. Mm-hmm. We want to, we want to put on this, this fake or faux front that says, baby, don't worry. I've got it taken care of. You just go do your thing. I'll make it work. But at the end of the day, man, we're, we could, we could go crazy <laughs> doing that too. Chase, chasing that extra dollar just to make sure baby girl has what Come she on. needs. You know, it's, Come on. it's uh, <laughs> But when they understand, hey, this is this is what we do. This is it's all learned behaviors. Mm-hmm. Every habit we have around spending, we've picked up from yeah. place. Good, bad, and different. We've learned it. It's a learned mm-hmm. behavior, and it's absolutely behavioral. Um, could even be addictive. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know spending's mm-hmm. addictive. Um, and figuring out and understanding, hey, what's the bigger purpose? behind all of this when you have a grip and a grasp with that knowing hey this isn't what we're called to be doing nobody cares what we're driving nobody cares what we've got sitting in the bank if we're not helping people around us i think if we can get all the ships around us to rise a little bit better that's what we're Mm -hmm. called to do i mean obviously you've got to have your financial home in in uh Mm -hmm. in order to be able to to live out some of those principles and help others. But ultimately, I mean, everybody's got a number. And once your number of your household's taken care of, you know, I think we're, we're called to steward out the rest of that and do, do things for the greater good and help everybody, everybody else out a little bit as well. Right on. So, so if you could sum up that kind of mindset in like one or two words, how would, how would you describe it? Um, I think being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. And just putting yourself aside. All it is, it's a pride yeah. thing. Yeah. That's all it is. All day. Put yourself and put your pride, park it in the back <laughs> seat, understand, hey, we might need a little help here. I'm not an expert in this. Let's let's go. You know, if I'm getting the tooth pulled, 
I know that I need to get a tooth yeah. pulled, where yeah. am I going? I'm going to mm-hmm. see the dentist. I'm not going to pull right. it myself. If I need to have a, I don't know, a kidney transplant, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that in the backyard with my buck knife. I'm doing that at the doctor's office with somebody that's gone to school right. for 10 years. Yeah. Well, what makes you think you need to be doing your finances mm-hmm. by yourself? Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. principle, same concept. Maybe not nearly as serious, but the long-term consequences could be. Are... Yeah. No, definitely that. Yeah. Definitely that, man. Well, that's this whole this whole this whole segment's been. I mean, I've got a notepad full of full of things you said, man, and just you know. Uh, thing that has come to light and uh so uh you know we i know we've had a a lot of good information uh guys and so if uh any any questions of, uh, arise in your mind or you know you think of anything um why don't you guys just shoot us an email over at uh being husband podcast at gmail.com or you can give us a follow and uh hit us in the dms on the ig <laughs> At being husband pod, all right. So uh, you know that's well, that's all the questions we got, man. I, but they, I really can't get over how uh, impactful uh, the, the the it was. It was all it was all to the point. And like you said earlier, finances are the leading the leading cause of of, of a marriage's ending, right? And so you look, you look in the world today and it's, that's, it's, it's extremely sad. That's what, that's how the the world is ran mm-hmm. with just those, those green dollar bills. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And once, once we know, once we know how to start managing and start uh, having these conversations with spouses and having, like you said, that budget that nobody wants to talk about, you know, we can start honing in on, you know, making this life a little better, but ultimately above all that, man, don't just believe us get, get into the word. The word mm-hmm. man I have, I've broken down budget, you know, mm-hmm. to, to your specific, you know, life, but I promise you, it's going to tell you what you need to do with your finances. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll, it'll get, pre- it'll get mm-hmm. pretty close. So I'm pretty, I'm not sure the exact number, but mm-hmm. I know that that finances are spoke to money money spending habits and finances are spoke to through the bible more than any other time um and so if it was important 2000 years mm-hmm. ago uh, i think it's probably still come on, important you better believe it come on you better believe it yeah 100% man and I, like us especially especially with you know yeah there wasn't really a good place to plug this in there but uh you know we talked about money money spending habits and it's a learned behavior if if husbands and fathers don't take that uh, by the horns and own it the their kids or their spouses are going to find those learned behaviors through social media tv instagram whatever mm-hmm. it is and the concept of money on social media mm-hmm. is all you all you see is and nobody shows their mm-hmm. struggles all you're seeing is the the fake uh world that people are living in the expensive cars yeah purses watches whatever it is that's great there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with those things but you also don't even see the financial stress and burden that all those people are underneath and all the amounts of debt that they've got Mm -hmm. stacked up you know you pull up to somebody in a ferrari they're either filthy rich or got more debt than they (laughs) know what to do with yeah yeah 
you don't you don't know. All you see is that yeah. sweet car. Yeah. No, for sure. And I mean, it, 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 I think one of the things too that happens a lot when you see people with nice stuff is like, oh, but they like they must have had it easy. You know what I'm saying? Like people love to downplay the work that goes in to some of that stuff too. Like I want to talk about that a little bit because I think that there's also a huge trend of people just like assuming that nobody works for what they earn or anything like that. Like yeah. uh, I made a joke to Leah <laughs> cause I got her a birthday gift. I got her a ring for a birthday and I told her, I said, baby, Remember, every time you look at that ring, it was a lot of sweet potatoes I delivered to people's houses to get you that, <laughs> it's that ring. I was doing a lot of ship because I, I worked for Shift as a contractor, and uh, and I do a lot of like grocery delivery with them. And I and it the 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 amount of money that it takes just to do life in general requires a lot of work, regardless yeah. Uh, yeah. of what it is. So, yes, you could be in a lot of debt. You could also work really hard. We just don't know. You look at something yeah. and you just don't know the situation. So the the best thing, I mean, I, and you guys tell me if you disagree or agree, but the best thing I think that each of us could do is just focus on our own grass. You know what I'm saying? Just water your own situation and stop trying to worry about what the Joneses are doing. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. You know, it's, that's a hard thing Definitely. to do. Um, but you know, at the end of the at the end at the end of your life, you're not taking anything with you. No. You know, but the things that you you can take to the bank are the relationships that you have. Uh, you know, the the relationship that you've got with our Creator, and, and knowing that hey, uh, to much uh, that's entrusted, much mm-hmm. is expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so uh, the people that are fortunate enough to have a decent amount of a coin coming in there's a lot expected mm-hmm. on these people and that expectation is not to go buy a fancy <laughs> car that expectation is to figure out what your need is and make sure your house is taken care of and then ultimately let's start giving back and living a little bit more generous life to help help those others less fortunate around yeah. us love it all right guys that's another one in the books thank you all thank you Kevin, for being back with us we're excited uh, and, and Bobby, man, thank you so much for taking time out of your, out of your schedule to do this. Uh, it's, uh, it's an honor uh, to be able to have somebody that has the knowledge that you have to be able to take time out and, and talk to us. So I, I really appreciate you doing that with us. Yeah. All yes, right. sir. Awesome. Was a blast. All right. Another one in the books, guys. Uh, again, give us a follow at being husband pod on Instagram. Uh, send us an email, uh, with any kind of feedback being husband at gmail.com. Uh, if you leave a review, only leave good reviews. <laughs> uh, you you can leave the bad ones just in an email because I don't really – we want to get five stars. So only five stars, okay, on uh, you, on. You Apple leave me if you want to. <laughs> you leave me if you want to. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Another one in the books. Y'all have a great week. Uh, honor your wife this Valentine's Day, and, and we'll see you all next week. Take care. See you guys.